Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently now in the northern Philippines, exploring this region called Vigan, uh, amazing uh, town with lots to see and do. But unfortunately, the Wi-Fi isn't very good here. So apologies in advance if there's any internet hiccups, but hey, life is a digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. So on today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing an aspiring new digital nomad who's currently in Aarhus, Denmark, but he's going to be leaving next month on his big digital Denmark. nomad journey. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be leaving on his big digital nomad journey. And we love interviewing people at all stages of the digital nomad journey, from exactly. to beginner, to new digital nomads, to people who are very well established. And one of the things I love to do is do before interviews and after interviews. So now we're interviewing our guest today before he started. And you know, in a few months, we'll have to interview him when he's actually being a digital nomad in terms of what is the dream and what is the reality. So I guess today, his name is Frederick Age Ronix, but uh, he loves by going by his uh, last name, Ronix. So super excited to have Ronix here on the show today. How are you doing over there in beautiful Denmark today? It is actually a beautiful day in Denmark today, uh, even though it's almost like the UK, that it's, it's raining and gray clouds most of the time, uh, though we've had a fantastic summer in Denmark. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually um, from Vancouver, so Canada. Yeah, doing great. I actually have one of my friends, let's name, smiling at me. <laughs> Once again? Uh, I was just saying, I am from Vancouver, BC, Canada, so I'm used to the cloud and gloominess. Yeah, the whole thing with the connection. Sometimes yeah. I only hear... Yeah, exactly. So, so what, what I want to do to start with, uh, Ronex, but, is um, get to know you a little, yeah, a little bit. Why didn't you share a little, yeah, a little bit about yourself and your background, and uh, then we can get into how you're feeling about starting as a digital nomad. But why don't we trace back your work and business and entrepreneurial history Share with us a little bit of your background. Um, I'm, I'm one of those who've gotten interested, uh, very much interested into an area where there's not really education. Um, so what, what, I, what I do when I do online is uh, I consult in gamification. Uh, I'll also like to tell it as human-focused design and motivational engineering because it's not really about designing games but using some of the same game mechanics and uh, design thinking in other things than games uh, to make other experiencing experiences more exciting and engaging. Um, so I, I, I consult on that and I can do that from anywhere in the world. Uh, and that's so some of the things that I'm going to do around, uh, around the world and most of the clients that I've had here in Denmark have actually been from the, like, the U.S. or the Philippines, actually, and stuff like that. So if I'm in Denmark or in Italy or in Prague, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's, that's perfect. And, and, I, and I chose to do this through online platforms because I, I wanted to do this at some point to, to see the world because I've not really seen much of the world but also always wanted to. Because one, one thing about myself is every day in Denmark, I actually sleep on my balcony in my hammock instead of my bed. Um, and, and grew up where my parents were scouts. Uh, so I always had this like 
nice to get out there. And, and because I know that as long as I have just like my knife and my sleeping bag, I can sort of survive most places. So I'm not really scared to go anywhere. And uh, I must admit that because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white Caucasian male from Europe in a privileged country like Denmark, um, going out places is, is not really as, uh, as, as scary as for a lot of other people because I, I must admit, yeah, let's enjoy the white privilege in, in terms of where you're able to, to go and how you're met and how people receive you. Uh, that's that's one thing to be grateful for. Um, yeah, that's not something I'm going to like proud of. It's like that's that's how things are. Uh, so so just going out alone because I'm just leaving alone at this, this point is uh, something that that's scary to do actually. And and I think that's uh, for a lot of new people. It's a lot about what you're scared of that keeps you back. So I've been working for a long time to find out the things to make it on my own, see if I can get sort of some of my financial freedom. Uh, also, Ben, like a few of the digital nomad groups to, to learn about how people do it, how it is in their everyday life and follow posts from there and, and learn a little bit because the more you know about something, the less scary it is, uh, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so... A little bit about myself. I got interested into gamification. There's no real education in it, so it's mostly online courses, following gurus, uh, reading, and taking like online courses and things taught uh, these types of skills. And of course, getting some experience uh, to start with, basically just doing pro bono work, stuff for free, getting references. Getting so yeah, I've been building up that for a few years to be able to do that while hustling my my day doing other stuff. Mainly I've been making a living here in Denmark teaching parkour and gymnastics. Uh, so mainly also independently. So having like the contracts and hourly contracts and doing workshops and uh, stuff all around the country. I'm, I'm actually here in Denmark where we educate uh, the new parkour instructors in, in Denmark do do that a lot. One of the national artist associations also re writing the educational material and stuff like that. Um, now I'll take my hand at visiting the world, uh, but but the parkour will still be an asset because uh, one tip that I that I got researching about how to how to best go around find places. To, to sleep and me and stuff like that is also that a lot of hostels and stuff like that, you can actually uh, kind of give them sort of like a bargain if you have some skills to trade. Uh, so maybe I can just go like, hey, if I can stay here for like five or six nights uh, for free, then I'll uh, do parkour workshops for your guests and I'll be in the reception. Uh, stuff like that, uh, which which sounds like, why? Well, that's that sounds like something that would be fun to do and try. So let's go for it and see if it works. Uh, so that's that's one thing on the side, and if it works. Otherwise, the parkour community is a has a very warm-hearted and global mind. Basically, everywhere I go in Europe, there's usually someone I know from somewhere, 
And otherwise, I can connect with the local community and go like, hey, I'm here for a week and then I'll travel on. Is there someone I need to meet, somewhere I need to train with? Is there some events I need to attend? And yeah, is there where I can stay? I've been a host for some poor people visiting Denmark as well, just going like, is there anywhere, is there any place I can stay? Yeah, I have a couch. And and people are like that, so it's basically an exclusive couch-surfing community of parkour uh, people, uh, which is nice. Um, so I'm also going to do a little bit in that, traveling around parkour community, training, seeing the world. Yeah. Sounds great, sounds great. Uh, you know, uh, it looks like you're uh, about to start an amazing journey. So I had a question about how are you feeling right now in terms of both the excitement and the fear? That's that's the one of those feelings that always it, it's a little mixed because I'm very excited. It's like it's like a dream coming true, and there's also the there's always this um, anticipation of a reward that is that usually something that's that's highlighted before you actually get there. Uh, so, but so so aware that I could my maybe be more excited about it than it will actually be because it's a natural human tendency and so-called cognitive bias, which is the things I deal with as a as a gamification consultant. Um, but still, uh, there's also this a uh, bit of anxiety because there is a lot of uh, unknowns and the. Even with the like right now, I don't have a consultancy job, but I'm speaking to someone who would be interested in it. So like, I, I will most likely leave before knowing if I actually have some work online. Uh, but I, I have some money saved, so I, it will nothing, nothing worse than that will happen. Um, other than my main idea was, was actually not consulting online, but more like uh, trying to see if I could teach them through things on Skiller, for example. Um, doing stuff like that, because first and foremost, I am a teacher. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's about the human gamification or if it's a body with a core. It's about facilitating knowledge with a passion. And and yeah, that that smile is basically uh, I I see uh, seeing yourself in that. Just making this podcast is just because you love sharing the knowledge. I can I can see that even though the the <laughs> quality of the video is is bad. Uh, yeah, that's, so, that's that's sort of like how I'm how I'm feeling. Very mixed, but mostly excited. Yeah, you know, it's very normal. Uh, we started our digital nomad journey about a year and a half ago, and there was a lot of excitement, but there was fears, you know, fears of uh, uh, safety, health, money, learning new languages, uh, uh, connecting with new cultures, of course, the internet, that's always been a fear. Even now, we are always afraid. Oh, yeah, learning the languages, yeah. Yes, yes. So there's a lot of challenges, difficulties. Uh, it's all part of the journey uh, because you're doing something out of your comfort zone, you're doing something adventurous and challenging. So I definitely wish you the best. Mm. One of the questions I have for you is the destinations. The world is huge. There's 193 total countries. You're based in Denmark. In Europe, of course, there's a lot of countries in Europe, about 50 countries there. Uh, where are you planning There's to go in terms of cities, exactly. countries, continents? Where, 
what's the first destination and where are going to be some of the places you're going to be digital nomading in? I, yeah, um, actually think that the, the first uh, places will be one of the safest because I have an old friend from college that uh, uh, assists in, in around Berlin. So never been there have a place to stay, have a great friend I want to meet that I haven't seen for a while because he moved abroad. I'll start with that. Other than that, I have a few contacts in and around Italy, usually more of the southern part of Italy, but I really just want to see Italy this time of year. So I'm going to Italy after uh, being around Berlin. Other than that, I don't know. Then I have the most contacts in in the UK, uh, and as France is very close to Italy, I'll most likely go there afterwards. Other than that, I don't really have any plans. I just want to go where I feel like, and where pe there are some people where I'm like, uh, is there any events I should attend to or stuff like that? So I'm, I'm traveling for the experiences and traveling to the places I haven't been. Uh, and then I'm, I've got recommended a great few co-spaces along the way that I'm most definitely going to visit and, and try out. Uh, I have been in like co-working spaces, uh, but then the person having the, uh, the, the building chose to not rent it out as a co-working space anymore. Uh, when, I, when I had raised the money, I was like, damn it. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, so I'm I'm gonna visit other places around and and see how it is in other places and just Aarhus, which is an amazing place. I haven't seen featured many places, but doing a startup internationally, there's like an amazing network built here in Aarhus as an entrepreneur, uh, very welcoming. Very wide, very great context. A lot of philanthropy uh, in terms of funding, but mostly connecting people to thing. That's the actual funding here in Denmark. Destinations. It's very low. Because this is also the whole kind of like reason why I want to become a digital nomad is for the, the, the whole experience, the journey. Uh, ties very well into the philosophy course. This whole journey for me is actually a lot about uh, living the teachings of the philosophy from parkour. Um, parkour is more just moving around. There's also a, a philosophy attached to it. And a lot of it is, is the main kind of like concepts is about seeing opportunities while others see obstacles and there's also uh, a lot of this whole being strong to be useful which that that's that gets deep to truly understand it but it's uh, it, it has a philanthropy spirit uh, which goes for that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others basically heard that in other philosophies as well um, but this, this whole thing about what's there, 
making the opportunities of what's there and then seeing the obstacles along the way as the challenge makes it exciting. Um, so, so actually doing this, as I prepare for it, I know, know I can do it, I know I want to, then, then doing it is like core cool philosophy in, in terms of lifestyle as well than just an art of movement. Uh, um, course, what what makes what made me fall in love with this types of movement, this type of sport, this exercise, in terms of a lot of other things, is the element of freedom it gives. It gives you a freedom of movement, and taking that philosophy to life, then digital nomading, whole like freedom of where to what to do uh, most of the time. Is, is something that's very appealing to me as well. But yeah, I am just uh, 20 years old and I'm young and I'm stupid and life is ahead of me. So I'll just go with it and, and see where it leads and try to learn as much from people like you and other, and other, and other amazing people on the uh, different Facebook groups and you've had in your podcast and stuff like that to see what, where can I take this? And to start with, uh, I don't know I'll be doing this. Uh, it, it, it's a lifestyle since I found out about it that I've identified myself with as something uh, that would be more true to who I am and want to do. So if that turns out to be true, then continuous. If not, then... Uh, well, my plan is first to visit Denmark again and start December, because I have some concert tickets to a concert that I really want to go with, and I really want to see the family around Christmas. Uh, so I'll come back around December, stay here for a few weeks, and then most likely leave again. Uh, I could could be to Nordic countries and actually go north when it's cold. To, to really go into the to the winter months like that, uh, th then it will be harder to just have my hammock wear. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be nice. I, I I guess I also saw some some fellow retreat to some wonderful places around Sweden that I've never visited and stuff like that. And I'm like I'm, I'm just gonna find something like that at that point, or or, or create it if if I don't find anything. So like a nice place. And, Sweden and invite people to join. Yeah. Been around thing. a lot of things like, yeah. Yeah, no, what I was going to say is the good thing about traveling to like, uh, you know, like for example, Scandinavia in the winter is this kind of off season because a lot of people are avoiding the cold and they're going to Spain and they're going to Portugal and they're going to the Mediterranean and they're going to hotter places in the winter. So that's actually cheaper. Hostels will be cheaper, transport will be cheaper, food will be cheaper, sightseeing will be cheaper. So it's, it's kind of strategic to go off season. Like for example, here in the Philippines, it's actually rainy season. So the same hotels we're staying in now, mm. is like 30% off or 40% off. If we were traveling in the summers, it'll be like, uh, you know, almost double the price. So we save a lot of money by traveling in the, they call it the off shoulder seasons or the non peak seasons. So you mentioned a lot of European countries. You mentioned things like Germany, 
Italy, uh, obviously Scandinavia, where you're from. Are you planning to stay in Europe? Or are you planning to go to North America, South America, Asia, Australia, Africa, and beyond? Uh, to, to start with, I'm going to start with Europe because I can just use my Danish passport and then wherever I want to go. Um, I, I do have a dream to visit some places around the, the, the southeastern part of uh, Africa because my dad was a missionary down there and I've always wanted to see kind of like the schools and churches and stuff like that he helped build. Um, I do have some, some contacts and some friends in the U.S. and I've never been to the U.S. So, of course, I want to go there at some point. But to start with, I'm traveling around Europe, trying to see see how this lifestyle works for me. And it, if it works, when it works, how it works, uh, it'll be easier for me to go like, yeah, now I'm just going to do this from overseas. So, yeah. You mentioned your dad. Of course, like sure. being a missionary is a great way of um, making money and traveling, right? Because you're sharing the gospel and you're planting churches and uh, you're also making money as well. So that's actually a unique yeah. way of uh, making money and traveling. And what you're doing is quite unique as well, like uh, parkour and also uh, gamification, consulting, very unique. A lot of people are maybe like uh, uh, coaches, they're social media marketers, they're website designers, graphic designers, app developers. A lot of people have online courses or uh, they, they're bloggers or podcasters or YouTube marketers. Some people are, uh, you know, e-commerce exactly like things like uh, fulfillment by Amazon or Spotify. So there's so many different career options. So you mentioned uh, you are doing it on savings. Uh, plus, you're looking for uh, consulting and you're going to do some trades like barter, maybe stay at a hostel and do bartending or do the reception and, um, you know, like uh, trading. Talk about like how much would you roughly save uh, in terms of if, if you want to travel for like uh, four months, five months, what is the rough savings you need and what is your budget? Like are you planning for a thousand a month, two thousand a month or like roughly give us an estimation of your savings and your budget either daily, weekly, monthly or for the whole trip? Mm. I, I must say that that when, when it comes to doing budgets, I'm one of those who really do like an extensive Excel sheet. And I haven't made that extensive Excel sheet yet because I'm still researching the opportunities for uh, how to live, where to go, stuff like that. For example, it's, it's briefly that I found out that you can actually do these bargains with hostels a lot of places. And I'm also trying to contact some of the people I know to hear if I can actually stay with them. Because, um, and, and I just yesterday, found out that there's a lot of roads around uh, Europe to have like special models and actually drive on them. Not just like toll bridges and stuff like that, but like these freeways, these highways, motorways, you have to drive on them. So you can kind of get a sticker, the front window for like 10 days. And, and oh, apparently that's an expense I had noticed. Um, so all of the unexpected expenses, I don't really know how much to budget for that, but there is like, um, I can't just assure that I'm just going to stay free every place and I need to, something to eat as well. And, and also a little bit for experiences. Then I have budget for like and a half thousand dollars, which is, uh, what, what should I, okay. I'm, I'm having here with. If you want, you can say in euro. 
that most people understand euro or euro. euro. Yeah, exactly. Euro. So that's around. Uh, oh, okay. Because Danish is around seven euro. So I'm actually just going at a budget around three hundred and four hundred euros in in expenses because I have very li little in living expenses and I uh, eat rather cheap most to the time and uh, I don't have any expenses here from home because I'm renting out my uh, apartment so I have zero expenses for that. Oh yeah, I should throw in a few hundred gas as well. <laughs> Actually a lot for gas. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, but yeah, another 150 euros a month for gas. So yeah, more like five, six hundred euros probably. That's that's cheap, most like naive, but uh, I'll keep uh, keep an extensive budget. And I'll find out, and then if if you wanna hear me how it's around uh, no end of November, December, then I have some statistics on what I thought and how it actually went. And so. so Uh, with the budget, yeah, so yeah, I. It depends on where you're going, right? Like, obviously, if you're going to Scandinavia, like Norway, Sweden, if you're going to Switzerland, if you're going to London, Paris, those are the, some of the most expensive places in the entire world. But if you're going to Eastern Europe, like uh, Albania, exactly. or Belarus, or uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, it'll be much cheaper. You know, here in Southeast Asia, where where I am, Philippines. It's super, super, super cheap compared to where I'm from, Canada, the US, Australia, or most of Europe. So yeah, definitely the budget can vary. Yeah. And uh, it depends on how you're traveling. Like for example, if you're traveling on trains or hitchhiking, if you're staying in hostel dormitories, or if you want a private room, depends on your eating. Are you eating in restaurants? Are you cooking ramen food? Are you cooking pasta in the hostels, right? Uh, some people mm. are extreme, they're hitchhiking, they're dumpster diving, they go to the dumpsters, they get the leftover Big Macs and they eat the leftover yeah. french fries. So there's a whole range, everything from major, major low budget. To there's a whole range. Of course, luxury. So budget's always a hard one. And I'm, I'm doing the whole low budget because I'm taking kind of like a scout approach to it. So I'm like, I have my hammock, I have my Trangia set, most of my food on my own. Uh, and I'm traveling my uh, own car. So I don't really need a place usually. Uh, as, as, so I, I have a hammock and everything to, to just sleep outside. And uh, it's like if my car is down anywhere, I'm, I'm good with a thumb just going that way. And I have taken everything with me that I can just put it on my back, backpack. So, I'm not too dependent on luxuries, which is which is part of it. Yeah. E even like uh, good to travel light. Uh, you know, one of the principles is like take half the prepared, yeah. solar batteries. Yeah, I even have. Uh, 
transferable solops and stuff. So I'm I'm like prepared for the outdoor minimalistic lifestyle around. Whee! Can even take the rain. It's perfect. Used it a lot. So one of the questions I have for you is, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our viewers, they're still thinking, they still haven't committed, they haven't made a decision to actually become a digital nomad. Um, so you've already made the decision, you've done most of the preparation and planning, you've saved up the money, you're about to leave literally next month. So what advice would you give to someone who's still in the thinking? Yeah, in like two weeks. Yeah, what, what advice would you give to someone who hasn't started yet? They haven't made the choice. They haven't made the decision. What advice would you give them based on your planning and preparation and research and decision making? I I would I would uh, give them the advice to try and fight the the uncertainty of of the whole thing uh, by actually trying out elements of it ahead of time. So. Uh, for me, knowing the whole thing that, that I'm able to just go out, travel places in like Denmark or the rest of Scandinavia, the very few items that I have basically is something just like a, a hammock and whatever can strap on my back. So doing like hitchhiking, trekking and so on around and feeling your weather on uh, what you do in a whim when, when you're a little bit pressed in terms of what to eat and where to sleep and stuff because if you know you can you can do that it's not as scary to go because then there's not so many concerns about where to what to eat and where to sleep um also uh if you're if you have if you're trying a tight budget try to, to live on a tight budget see how it would actually fit you um but most importantly uh what has really helped me is trying to see if i could make somewhat of a living doing work online here from denmark while i still had my apartment uh, even though it's very expensive to live in Denmark, it's not really been the case for me to always get enough money in that way. Uh, I still have my teaching jobs and stuff like that. But knowing that with the amount of income I have now, if I, for example, lived the place in, in Slovakia, be enough. So, so also trying your hand out at doing online work, even though it's just in your spare time at home, gives you some certainty that, okay, this is, this is actually a possibility. It's not just something I dream about. It's something that I can do if, if, if I actually go out and do it. I've been for the past like five years doing different stuff online, seeing if I can figure out something that would work and see if I that sort of freedom. And it's been very on and off, but I know it's a possibility. So uh, the whole the whole thing about dealing with this is most definitely um, what I would recommend, not just the, um, the, not just the way that I proposed here, but being creative to really feel like, what is it that you're uncertain about? And, and be creative on how can I uh, try this out and experience this, this to, to gain a little bit more knowledge about how it actually is. Yeah. That's, that's why I feel so confident that I can do this. I've practiced. <laughs> yes, yes. Practice gives you confidence. Uh, and uh, the more you yeah. practice and the more research, 
planning, right? Uh, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you've done your research, you've done your planning, you've made your decision, you've saved the money, and boom, you're going to start out. So i uh, definitely wishing you the best of luck as you start off on your digital nomad journey. I look forward to interviewing you again, maybe in a few months around Christmas, uh, when you've uh, either been on your journey and you're like, man, that was much more difficult than I thought, or it wasn't that hard. Why was I so scared? Or, you know, some other reaction, emotion. It all depends, you know. Sometimes you might get robbed and then you're like, oh man, this is terrible. Sometimes uh, you might get a, a job, like as a consultant or something, or you might get that trade at the hospital and you might, this is the most amazing thing ever. So it, it depends on the situations, the circumstances, what happens, uh, who you meet. And, uh, you know, it happens, depends on your, uh, the, the mindset you have, right? Like how positive you are. So a whole bunch of factors will determine the success of your digital nomad journey. So I definitely wish you the best with the journey ahead. And to conclude, how can people connect with you? They might have more questions. Thank they you. Might wanna, they might want to learn about um, gamification or Parker. Uh, tell us about how can they connect with you. Tell us about what? Uh, they might have questions. People might have questions uh, for you um, in terms of your digital nomad journey, yeah. in terms of work, in terms of uh, your travels. How can people connect with you either through a website or social media or email? How can people ask you more questions? Yeah, um, everyone should, like, like you did, just kind of hit me up on, on Facebook, um, public there. Uh, I'm the only one with my that you posted, so people should easily be able to find me that way. Uh, and I've sort of promised some a lot of family and friends that I actually do some social media in terms of creating like a Facebook page for my travels and uh, update my parkour uh, web page in order to instead of selling courses for teachers around Denmark to be more like a travel log uh, where I could also just point people out that like yeah this is some of the work I do here's some video from some other workshops and so on. And with the whole gamification uh, thing, I, I did a little bit in, in Bureau, which means I don't really have publicly available about that right now, because I was like, I'm going to focus on other stuff. And then some people found me through LinkedIn anyway, so possibility to connect to me through LinkedIn and, and just connected to me. Like even my uh, Upwork account and stuff like that, I've put that to sleep or anything like that for the moment. Uh, but yeah, mainly through Facebook and LinkedIn, and I'll create something on YouTube. Well, um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. So Perfect. if if someone comments any comment video form, I I will be on YouTube uh, responding. Perfect, perfect. And I'll actually have the links below to Ronix's uh, social yes. media so you can uh, ask him questions if you uh, have some follow-up questions for him. Uh, so thank you for your time over there in beautiful Denmark and I uh, wishing you the best and uh, thanks for being on the show here today, Ronix. Absolutely no problem. It was, a, it was a pleasure even though we were, we had connections and then it turned out to work. Yes, yes, I'm glad it worked out. And uh, thanks so, everyone for tuning in to this episode. Apologies yeah. if there was any Wi-Fi hiccups and lags, but hey, this so is have a, have a for the digital nomad journey. So we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. 
happy travels, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.